Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. For some weeks, we've been studying uh, the Ten Commandments. But this morning sermon, which focuses on Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, touches on a very sensitive point, and it concerns issues that could touch a very soft part of our heart. But that is why we have it in the Bible. And this morning, I pray that the Lord will help us by His Spirit to have a clear understanding of this commandment. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13 says, you shall not murder. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, because you know what is best for us. And as you speak to us this morning in your word, we pray that you will give us understanding and help us, O oh Lord, to uphold the commandment and the faith as we have received it in Christ Jesus. Help us to follow you and forgive us in any way we might have done wrong. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, the sixth commandment, as it's popularly called, says you shall not murder. You shall not murder. How can we apply this to ourselves? Human life is very important to God, and that is why God talked about it to his people before they got to the promised land, the land of Canaan. But as important as it is that God decided to remind his people and put it in the law for them, many people, not only at the time of this commandment, but of even today, Many people will claim that they have not violated this law. We think of ourselves that I'm not a murderer. I have never killed anyone. I would never kill anyone, or at least that is what I think. We can also say it is very good to know that everyone in our con contemporary world agrees with the fact that it's not good to murder. Everyone agrees against killing of people and we have laws which punish murderer and offenders of that crime in our country. Our understanding of this commandment is not without our view of what killing means and why we believe what we believe about the dignity of life. As we study God's word this morning, I would like to say I am aware of different views about this commandment as debated in our society today. But I want us to see what Jesus thinks about this commandment. Uh, this morning, to help our understanding, let us consider two views 
about this commandment, about the dignity of human life, let's consider the atheist view of human life and the Christian view of human life as my first sermon point. Richard Dawkins, probably you've heard about him before, he said that human beings are just gene machines. Atheists believe matter is all that exists. Even some of them claimed that we are robots. We are not more valuable than anything else to some people. It is okay to terminate human life. As long as we have ethical reason or societal, uh, societal justification for doing so. Well, our society have come up with so many theories as regards murder to justify our actions. And some of these include an act to grade murder in its different complexity. I'm sure you know this, that we have what is called the first degree murder, the second degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter. But to interpret the Bible in its real sense, this command is clear. The command is clear, thou shalt not kill. I know that some other acts like abortion and euthanasia may be more controversial and it could be very much difficult to discern, at least for some. Yet, I love the way a scholar put it. Listen to what he said. He said, we've got to leave our lives being responsible for our actions and the effect of our actions as well as for within our control. We've got to live our lives being responsible for our actions and the effect of our actions as well as for within our control. For Christians today, the question about the sixth commandment can better be addressed when we consider God's view about human life, not the atheist view of human life or our own personal view of our life. But let's see God's view about human life. At Easton, uh, there is a story which uh, was published in a newspaper of the uh, a story of a young Eastern lawyer who complained to an old Texas judge about the Texas way with crime. See what he said. He said, I don't understand Texas justice, said the lawyer. You will suspend the sentence of a convicted murderer, but you will hang a horse thief. The old judge rang a spiton with a stream of tobacco juice. Sorry, he replied. I reckon that's because we've got men that need killing, but we ain't got no horses that need stealing. This sounds ridiculous. What is Christian view on murder? In the context of teaching the Bible as one big story, you could say that the meaning of this commandment Thou shalt not kill is thou shalt not wrongfully 
end the life of another human being. The rule in this contest was limited to the killing of human beings as animal sacrifice would not consider, not be considered as breaking this rule. I shall not wrongfully end the life of another human being. Murder is a gruesome crime from time immemorial. For those of us that are familiar with the story in Genesis chapter 4 from verse 1 to 18, we found that Cain first murdered his brother, Abel. We can see that it all started from his mind. Genesis chapter 4, verse 5. The Bible says, But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very hungry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you hungry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? And eventually in verse 8, see what happened. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Because of this, the land was cursed, and Cain faced the judgment of God for his crime. But here, here in Exodus chapter 20, God frowns at murder, and he warns his people about it. Why? Because he knows that we are made in his image. And we are valuable to him in all respects. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. The Bible says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So, why would anyone think the value of life of another person is of more concern to their own discernment than it is of concern? To God's purpose. I understand that people have various reasons for doing what they do. For those who have experienced euthanasia, for those who have experienced abortion and other painful and hard decisions, we sympathize with them in the decision they had to make. Yet, yet, the biblical view, which remains the same and never change, is that we are image bearers. And image bearers have intrinsic values, regardless of usefulness. Why would anybody go against the rule and the will of God? Why would anybody destroy other human that is made in the image of God. For us as Christians, we need to uphold the Christian view of human as God's image bearer, not the artistic, artistic view of human as a gene machine. No. But as we consider all this, let's see it as Jesus saw it. Let us consider what Jesus think about the sixth commandment in the New Testament. As I consider my second point and final point this morning, God's view about murder. 
Open your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And in fulfill them, he then went on to address the sixth commandment by identifying the problem with this law. You may think this law is so simple. I'm not going to kill anybody. I've never killed anybody. But Jesus says it is not as simple as we think. Why? Because the problem of this law is not just about physical, intentional, or non-intentional killing of other human. It's actually about our heart. It's about how we think of other people. It's about what we say of them. See with me in Matthew 5 21 from verse I mean Matthew 5 from verse 21 to 26 Jesus said you have heard that it was said to the people long ago you shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment for I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. To violate this commandment is a serious sin, as Jesus explained to us. By Jesus' explanation, the interpretation of murder is not just a physical intentional act of shedding human blood. It involves two things. See, in those verses, it involves two things. One, your thought towards your brother. Two, your language, what you say about your neighbor or your brother. Killing or murder involves your mind. And your tongue. You see, we are responsible for what we think about others and what we say about them. Because Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 15, 19? It says, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. This morning, here is a crucial question that comes to mind when we consider the sixth commandment. Have you ever been angry with your brother? Have you ever had harsh words against anybody? We all do. Yes, we do. You may not have killed anyone as you were taught, but we have all fallen short of what God desires from us. The sin of murder is far more elaborate than intentional or 
intentional killing of human beings. It extends to the wrong use of our tongue and the wrong thoughts in our mind and hearts. The sixth law drives at the evil deeds that is in our heart. And it is only as we follow Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount that we will see the value of human life. It is good to know that our diocese and our church, our province, the Church of Ireland, categorically published that we affirm the sacredness of human life in its totality from beginning to end as a gift given by God and that each and every human life is intrinsically valuable in all its faces. The House of Bishop and the Archbishop also agreed and they said that it should also be recognized that very difficult situations and emotions can arise from the management of care towards the end of a life and the discussion of personal circumstances always require the utmost sensitivity. Such sensitivity should also be borne in mind in the public debate around this issue. This is what we believe as a church. What we've just heard is what Jesus teaches about killing and murder, which we all do at all times. But what shall we do to escape from the judgment of this sin? What is the way out? Here it is in the Bible. The Bible teaches us that we need to love God and love our brothers. If you love your brother, you won't say bad words about them. If you love your brothers, you won't think bad of them. You won't wish them bad things. And as part of our responsibilities, we are meant to speak out against the breaking of this law. It's not just the archbishop, but we as Christians, we are all meant to stand with the word of God to be in the same position as Jesus has taught, to speak out, to defend the helpless, to rescue those who has no hope, especially people who are lonely and struggling with life. We need to know that as a church, we are made in the image of God and God values us. Every life at all stage is valued we are valued for who we are. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word. We pray this morning, O oh Lord, that you will help us to adjust. We pray that you will forgive us where we have failed. And we pray that you will help our society to see the truth of your word. Help our government to be faithful to your word and your commandments. And help us, O oh Lord, 
to love our neighbors ourselves, to speak good of each other, that we may reign with you in your kingdom. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. We continue in our service as we sing this song together. It is well. It is well with my soul. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cloney Parish. God bless you.